Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Welcome into Long Shots, the world's number one rated golf betting show right here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. I'm Brady Cannon along with my partner Wes Reynolds as we get ready to dive into another week on the PGA Tour. And a big week it is indeed, the fifth major, the Players' Championship at iconic TPC Sawgrass in Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida, as the Florida Swing rolls into week three of its four-week run Wes, good to be back with you, my friend. I took the week off last week for the Arnold Palmer Invitational at Bay Hill, and uh, you nearly got another winner home for the Long Shots crew. You had Victor Hovland, Chris Kirk, and Billy Horschel all in the mix on Sunday, but ultimately Scotty Scheffler survives the war of attrition and captures mm-hmm. his second PGA Tour victory in just four weeks. We knew this kid was the real deal for a little while now, but boy, he is awful hot right now and now turning his great play into victories. Yeah, and uh, it was a battle of attrition. Of course, one of my guys, Victor Hovland, it was hard to believe that at one point on Saturday, he was 10 under par and four clear of the field. Conditions were obviously very difficult, thick, rough. Uh, Shots weren't staying on the green either. They were rolling to the back, so really hard to hit greens last week. And uh, The wind kicked up, Yeah, the wind did kick up, especially on Sunday but you know it's disappointing when you got three guys in the top five and you don't get an outright you get some places and some top fives and top tens but Scotty Scheffler if you look at it more often than not the guy that's the best on approach is the guy that's going to win the golf tournament and Scotty Scheffler ended up being number one for strokes gained approach for the entire week despite the fact that he only hit five of 14 fairways on Sunday and nine of 18 greens he was really good on approach all week he got that 66 on Saturday to kind of get him right back in the mix and then uh, was able to hang on there a lot of guys had looks Gary Woodland who I didn't have had a look he made that eagle at 16 went to six under and then promptly hit 
it in the bunker and then couldn't get it out of the bunker on his first shot. He took a double bogey. So, you know, Victor Hovland had the putt on line on 18, the tie Scheffler, but just didn't hit it. You know, we were we were kind of watching that on Sunday when we were doing the changeover for our shows on our Sunday schedule. We're like, hit it. You can't leave it that short, and he absolutely did. So uh, a disappointing finish for Victor Hovland, but nevertheless, Scotty Scheffler, you know, wins in Phoenix, and we were aboard him for Phoenix, and then I didn't know when the next win was going to come because usually there's a sense of contentment, maybe a little bit of complacency, but not so much for Scotty Scheffler, so two wins in three events. Yeah, we uh, yelled out at Victor Hovland after that putt that 95% of putts left short don't go in. Yes. All right. That that is a scientific fact, Brady. <laughs> Let's turn to this week, and that is the Players Championship. And Wes, you know we have the PGA Championship, the Tour Championship, World Golf Championships. I'm often trying to explain to my casual golf friends what an event is. And I always say for this particular one, you know the famous Island Green on 17, and that always jogs their memory. And they go, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Absolutely, the Players' Championship is a great one to watch. The fifth major and arguably the best field assembled of the entire season. The largest purse in golf with the winner taking home $3.6 million. And I would probably say it is the next best thing to winning a major championship championship but it is also one of the more difficult handicaps because there's a great deal of randomness and not necessarily a pattern or a formula predicting results here at the players you have former winners here or guys who have played well here west many times who have also missed the cut multiple times Mm -hmm. so it's it's really a tough nut to crack and it doesn't present a ton of rhyme or reason as to zach as to exactly what type of player should win here year in and year out yeah exactly uh this is uh unlike like augusta national for the masters where the guys that always play well seem to play well every single year not so much at the players championship nobody has been able to uh, defend his title and uh, I believe I believe since Adam Scott in the early 2000s but yeah you see a lot of missed cuts here you don't see a lot of you know okay 10th this year 7th the year before 16th you know you don't have those forms where it just goes up and down the line where you got top fives and you got top 10 so I think it was run Ricky Fowler won here in like the prior four years he had missed the cut like three times yeah yeah, so you're going to see a lot of that. So this is not a, cor- a course where you really can get course form. Course form does, means little to nothing here. And like you mentioned, Brady, obviously a great field. Uh, most of the top 50, I know Bryson DeChambeau, Kevin Na, congratulations to the new father, that being Kevin Na, gave birth to his third child today. So uh, those guys did withdraw, but you got most of the top 50. And, you know, this isn't open qualifying, so you've had to really accomplish something to go ahead and... And get into this tournament. So, uh, winner gets a five-year PGA Tour exemption, three years of exemptions to all the majors, eighty World Golf ranking points, and of course, uh, what'd you say, three point six million of that yeah. twenty million dollar purse, the richest purse in all of golf. So, uh, this is going to be an interesting tournament, and it's really going to be interesting on the weekend because. Looks like we're going to get some weather, especially that wind. You're supposed to get a temperature drop. I looked at the forecast in advance. A little bit of rain Thursday and Friday, so it could soften it up early. But on the weekend, you're getting temperatures down there in like the mid-50s, about 20 to 30-mile-an-hour winds. So uh, it's going to be interesting. And look, the Players' Championship is not always, you know, 
always the top guys right in a row. Sometimes you get some guys well off the off the dais here that get on that leaderboard. I looked at strokes gained tee to green, sto- uh, strokes gained approach, scrambling, par four scoring, and then used three comp courses, two die designs and one Donald Ross design. Harbor Town, where they play the RBC Heritage, River Highlands, where they play the Travelers, and then Sedgefield Country Club, where they play the Wyndham. A lot of crossover success seen at these three courses. Yeah along with TPC Sawgrass. Yeah, I I did about the same as well. I used a little bit of good drives gained here. The rough, really not that penal necessarily, but you still want a position because you've got a lot of dog legs here. So you've got to not only drive the ball one way, and then you got to go complete opposite way in terms of your approach shots into the green. So I looked at grid drives gains. I looked at the par four. I looked at bogey avoidance as well here. And then I did examine a little bit of strokes gain for windy conditions, Curtis of our friends at Fantasy National because if that wind does pick up like it's projected to, you're going to want some guys that are able to uh, play in those inclement conditions. All right, let's bring our guest into the conversation, and I believe this is the third season in a row here on Long Shots that he has joined us to preview the Players' Championship. We like to bring in the big guns for the big events, and none other than our man Ryan Burr to cap the Players' Championship for us. You can follow him on Twitter, at Ryan Burr. You can watch him each and every week as a part of the broadcast for PGA Tour Live on ESPN. And you can also check out his golf betting information on Making Birdies. For more on that, you can follow at Making Birdies on Twitter. That's Making Birdies and Burr, like his name, B-U-R-R-D-I-E, dollar sign, dollar sign. Ryan, welcome back to the program. Thank you so much for joining us on Long Shots once again this season. Tell us about how you handicapped the Players' Championship. Wes and I were just talking about it being one of the tougher events on the schedule to really pinpoint winners because past results are so random. And then you have this huge field of stars where really a number of different players are absolute contenders here. And then the golf course doesn't really favor one type of player. You really have to do everything well around TPC Sawgrass. So how did you attack this one this week? Well, guys, uh, thanks for having me back. Obviously, uh, your guys are a great listen every week. Uh, I'll tell you, for me, this week, I really see two different golf tournaments. Uh, I don't think the majority of people understand how dramatic of a change we are going to have. We're going to go from, listen, it's rained, and it's going to rain every day this week here at TPC Sawgrass in Ponte Vedra Beach. Uh, it's going to be soft, and it's going to be 62s and 63s. Trust me, 62-63 on Thursday. Mark it down now. There will be a 62 this week. Friday will be uh, a little bit more difficult, and then all hell breaks loose after the cut is made on Saturday. Uh, It is going to be cold, and it is going to be scary windy. Scary windy with water on every hole. So I've really tried to handicap this with making the cut, going low enough on Thursday and Friday to make the cut and be in contention. And I think you're going to see massive, massive scoring swings 
from on the leaderboard on moving day on Saturday. So, Ryan, over the years, we have obviously seen class players win this event. And you look at the favorites, two of the top four have won this event before. Justin Thomas, Rory McIlroy, of course, Raman Morikawa won two in the world right up there on the odds board this week. But we've also seen dark horses. You've seen big prices. The Craig Perkses of the world go ahead and win this event. Did you, because of these weather conditions of what we were going to see on the weekend, were you more willing to kind of skirt some of the chalky guys or stick with basically the best proven players for this weekend right well when i'm putting was putting my card together i basically said okay rom jt morikawa hovland and i put them all in a box and and went through and for the price you're getting this week it, it's they're all pretty close and i just think rom the best of, of those guys on this ball. I mean, JT's the defending champ. No one's ever won back-to-back, so I kind of crossed him off. I like Morikawa and Hovland for sure, but if I'm taking one of my favorites on my card, I'm taking Rom this week. My favorite metric for the Players' Championship is bogey avoidance. Uh, that's what I go to for the players is in what I've done for years, and, and I've been successful at this event. So I like Rom on his bogey avoidance more so than Morikawa and Hovland. Uh, so I know it's you know my chalky at the top amongst the favorites. I'm taking John Rom. I think that he's kind of uh, he's been right there. He hasn't really played great any point this year. I was with him in Phoenix, and you know the ball striking was really good. It just the ball striking at Arnold Park at Bay Hill last week was really good. It's just he hasn't quite put it all together. So amongst the favorites, I, I like Rom the most of the group, and I'm willing to give a couple percentage points on the betting line to take Rom. After that, uh, I strictly have a, a type of player, a guy that hits a heavy ball that's going to be able to score, take advantage of the par fives, be able to put himself in position on Thursday, Friday, and then hang on on the weekend. Uh, you know, the the 2020 winner, I, I joke about that, but uh, certainly Hideki Matsuyama uh, had a nice lead after the Players' Championship was canceled in 2020. I like Hideki on my card. I, I kind of like the number at 30-1. to 1. Uh, I really, really like Berger at 30-1. to 1. I know we all remember him for the complete breakdown at Honda, but let's just look at that. Not that the, it's a comp course, but there's wind everywhere there's water everywhere and it's really difficult to drive the ball there and when you look at what Berger did until he kind of gagged it away was he's hitting fairways and greens all day long so I like Daniel Berger a lot this week I like Hideki I like Louis Oosthuizen guys at 55 to 1 give me that all day long I'll tell you what you look at what Louis did at the Honda Louis made as many birdies for the week as Seb Straka, uh, he just he had some blow-up holes, which you can have, obviously, at PGA, PGA National. I think Louis Oosthuizen plays well this week. And then, guys, we talk about I have some, I have some long shot picks for sure, uh, 65, 100, 135. And for me, it came down to bogey avoidance, it came down to win play, and it came down to just flat striking your ball. 
And uh, Brady, just to follow up on what Ryan said in terms of bogey avoidance, of the 15 players last year that had at least a share of a top 10 finish at the players, seven of them were top 20 in bogey avoidance last season. So you you look at the guys last 24 rounds, Ryan mentioned one there and John Rahm in the top five over the last 24. Perfect. Very good. Ryan, you're out there at these venues, uh, obviously with your new role there with the PGA Tour Live on ESPN. You're out there at these venues up close and personal every week. And of course, you've had your eye deeply on the tour for many, many years, uh, going back to your days at the Golf Channel as well. Have you seen anything in the last few weeks or the month or so as far as current form? Has there anybody that's been kind of popping on your radar that maybe is not one of the big names that you think could fire this week? I had Billy Horschel this past week. That was my my top play on making at making birdies to to win. Uh, I had him win. I had him a top five. I had him a top ten. So I cashed on two of the three. He had a great chance to win in Horschel. I mean, if there's a guy, you said it off the top. A past performance or recent play it hasn't been a great metric. But I'll tell you what, you guys are going to laugh at this because the narrative around golf is he's not playing well. And my top play this week, guys, is Brooks Kepka at 35 to 1. The narrative is Kepka isn't playing well. He top fived in Phoenix and he top 20'd at PGA National at Honda a week ago. Uh, he shares the course record at TPC Sawgrass a few years ago on Sunday, uh, came from way back. So he does have. Uh, he does have mojo around this golf course, which I think is important. He's going to take care of the par fives. He's really striking his ball. And I'll tell you what, I love the fact that it's going to get really tough and uncomfortable on the weekend. And I think this, this really fits Brooks Kepka kind of year where traditionally slow starter, slow starter, eases into the season, ready for the four majors, right? I think it's one major early this week, the fifth major, so to speak. I think Brooks Kepka, at 35 to 1, guys, I think that's stealing money. The narrative is he isn't playing well. The narrative is he doesn't play this golf course well. He's got a top five in Phoenix, top 20 at Honda. He owns the ties the course record at TBC Sawgrass. I like Kepka a lot this week, guys. We match up on a lot of plays, actually. So uh, Ryan and I did not compare notes here, but uh, makes a lot of sense, of course, uh, with this case for Kepka and a couple others there. Ryan, I know at making birdies, uh, you not only do outright wins. I was on, I was on Billy Horschel with you. We had a chance, but just didn't quite get there at the end. But you play a lot of top tens and a lot of top twenty markets for those that listen to your podcast and follow you on social media. Anybody stood out to you in that market this week? Yeah, I like Terrell Hatton. I, I like the number a lot for a top 10 from Hatton. I like Hatton in the wind. Uh, I've seen enough since he's come over to America that I know that he's not injured or not out of form. So uh, I like Hatton in that particular margin. Uh, I'll probably go Brooks with the win. I'll go Berger top five, and I'll go Hatton top 10, probably a – Alex Noren top 20 just because I need to for a top 20 you got to get the odds down and or Noren's odds are pretty far down really really good win player is Alex Noren so uh Noren will be my 20 uh Hatton will be uh my 10 and like I said I like Berger for the five 
All right, Ryan, we're going to give you a foursome for the outright market. If you could only choose four guys to run to the window with and bet on each of them to win the Players' Championship. Now, you, you've talked about Brooks and Louie and Hideki. Who would your final foursome be to win the Players' Championship this week? Right. Uh, my long shots on at-making birdies have been uh, beyond magical the past year. We've had incredible luck in you know, we do the homework, and the long shot picks over 100 to 1 have really paid out for us nicely. Uh, a name that no one's going to give you that uh, I'm going to have in the long shot category is Cameron Young, uh, the rookie. Uh, I absolutely love the way he drives it. Uh, he hits a heavy, heavy ball. And I think Cameron Young is my super long shot. I told you Brooks is my winner. Um I'm probably going to the window with Young on a long shot. Brooks is my winner at 35 to one. Uh, give me Ron as my favorite, and I'll throw Louie in there at 55 to one. Ryan, 30 days away now from uh, starting at Augusta National for the Masters Tournament. Anybody that you've played, or anybody that you've got your eye on that you're going to be targeting for that week here a month from now? Guys, I always tell you that the Masters is the as the players is one of the most difficult. The, the Masters is, as we all know. I mean, this is this isn't breaking any news. The Masters is flat the easiest event to handicap. Uh, it's the smallest field. Half the guys don't have a chance. Uh, there's course history there that is so profound. So uh, it's it's pretty easy. Um, there's, you know, I have my eye on guys for sure. I really like the direction Brooks is going a lot. Uh, I really like the way Louie's going a lot. Uh, so right now, if I had to start, and, you know, a lot will change between then, but Brooks and Louie are the two guys that if I'm doing a futures on right now, I'm taking advantage of the fact that, that they're still not getting much respect out there. Well, great stuff, my friend, as always, and we really appreciate you helping us out to preview the Players' Championship once again, Ryan. Enjoy the coverage with ESPN this week, and thanks again for joining us on Long Shots. You got it, guys. Love your work. Keep it up. Uh, America absolutely loves the long shots. <laughs> All right. That is Ryan. <laughs> Thank Burr, you, Ryan. Check out his work at Making Birdies on Twitter. That's making B-U-R-R-I-E-D and then dollar sign, dollar sign, making birdies. Ryan Burr, who is on your PGA Tour live coverage for ESPN and always a great guest here on Long Shots, helps us cover the Players' Championship year in and year out. We're going to take a quick break here, and we'll be back with more for this week's preview in just a moment right here on VSIN. Welcome back to Long Shots, the world's number one rated golf betting show. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. And as far as major implications, one of our regular segments here on Long Shots, no changes to our Masters bets. Wes still has Justin Thomas at 14 to 1 in pocket. Matt Humans has Will Zalatoris at 40 to 1 and Cameron Smith at 41 to 1. I have Cameron Smith at 40 to 1. I have Jason Day at 125 to 1. 
one. He is not yet qualified for the field. And then I also have Mark Leishman at 125 to one. And this is also a spot where we usually go across the pond. And Wes talks about the European Tour event with all of the college basketball and the golf going on. Wes, you have decided to skip the European events for a couple of weeks here. Yeah, and they're going to be in South Africa here for the next couple weeks. So uh, I'll just give a few players it is the my golf life open it is a dp world tour event that is co-sanctioned with the sunshine tour it is a pecan wood golf and country club is where they're playing it it's actually one of five jack nicholas design courses in south africa just in the essence of time i did not have a chance to really do it this is a new event so there's no real course history so one of these you know you're kind of shooting darts and sometimes our darts land when we play these but uh just to give you an idea there are a few names at the top dean Burr Master from South Africa. He's the favorite about 14 to 1. Baron Wiesberger 20 to 1. Audrey Arna. So you, if you read my columns in the Point Spread Weekly on the DP World Tour, I play him frequently. He's about to get his first win at some point we would think. 25 to 1. Another guy that's a bridesmaid. Thomas Detry 30 to 1. Englishman Jordan Smith 30 to 1. Johannes Veerman who was in the mix last week in Kenya 30 to 1. And then Justin Harding 33 to 1. So a lot of the usual European Tour players especially some guys from South Africa being the South Africa event. They're going to be back-to-back there over the next couple of weeks. So George Katsia, Daniel Van Tonder. So a lot of those regulars that you have been seeing throughout the weeks will be playing this event this week. All right, let's take a minute now to react to some of the comments and opinions of our guest earlier, Ryan Burr of the PGA Tour Live broadcast with ESPN. Pretty darn high on Brooks Kepka and Louis Oosthuizen, who he also mentions he's kind of looking at them for possibly slipping on a green jacket next month as well. Uh, as far as the favorites, he went right to the top and likes John Rahm, and then his long shot was Cam Young. He mentioned the statistic that he really likes to lean on for this tournament, and that is bogey avoidance. And that's certainly something you're going to have to do in this weather we're expecting over the weekend in Ponte Vedra Beach. And that was one of the stats you landed mm-hmm. on as well. Yeah, and and look, you can model it however you want to model it. I usually early in the season go last 24 rounds. You can also go last 36 rounds. I think 50 is reaching a little far back in the sample size. But in terms of the guys that landed for bogey avoidance, number one was Soon J.M., Tom Hoagie, Mito Pereira, Shane Lowry, John Rahm, Gary Woodland, Brian Harmon, Billy Horschel, Sam Burns, and Bo Hosler were your top 10 in the category. And I did mention earlier, seven of the top 15 players that shared at least a piece of the top 10 last year finished top 20 for the season in bogey avoidance. So that's a, a more important stat this week, I think. Uh, you know, when you look at approach, Brady, you could pretty much look at approach every week. Mentioned that Scheffler, number one in the category at Bay Hill, and it got him a win. So you look last 24 rounds, John Rahm at the top of the heap, Russell Knox, Will Zalatoris, Scotty Scheffler, Hovland, uh, Justin Thomas, Daniel Berger, Tom Hoagie, Hideki Matsuyama, Luke List, the top 10 in that category greens and regulation gained also very similar uh, guys that you will pretty much find in the top 10 top 15 Uh, proximity to the hole here also is 20 percent more difficult than a normal pga tour event due to the smaller greens about 5500 on average square feet are these greens so the guys you look in that category russell knox john rom cameron young who uh ryan burr mentioned of course just a moment ago adam hadwin shane lowry chas Doug. Gim, Paul Casey, Joel Damon, 
Tony Fee now your top 10 in that category. Well, that is uh, music to my ears because uh, a few of those names in each of those categories made my card this week, and I imagine they made your card as mm -hmm. well. And you lined up on a few that Ryan Burr liked as well. And, of course, we'll get Matt Eumann's plays for this week as well. Matt Eumann's has not been playing a lot of head-to-head matchups, but he does have one this week, and we'll get to all of that coming up next. The match play segment for the Players' Championship right here on Long Shots. Welcome back to Long Shots. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. Our colleague Matt Eumanns could not be in studio today, but we expect to have him back around shortly. Nevertheless, we do have his selections for the Players' Championship, and these are his outright winners. Colin Morikawa at 16-1, to Hideki Matsuyama at 27-1, to Daniel Berger at 30-1, to Brooks Kepka. He lines up there with Ryan Burr. He's got Kepka at a great number, 41-1, to and then Shane Lowry, who's been playing some pretty darn good golf as of late, at 50-1. to I mentioned in the segment prior that Matt has not played a lot of head-to-head matchups, but he does have one on his card this week. This is a full tournament head-to-head matchup, and he's got Matthew Fitzpatrick. Patrick, the Englishman, at plus 120 over Scotty Scheffler. And that immediately speaks to me, Wes, that he wants to fade a guy mm -hmm. off of his second win in four weeks. Yeah, and more often than not, I do that too. And uh, Scotty Scheffler, look, uh, I often say don't look too much into course form, but Scotty Scheffler's not a guy that's really, I mean, he's only played here once. He missed the cut last year. But look, two wins in his last three events. You do wonder if a guy's going to, like, hit a wall at some point. And Matthew Fitzpatrick, a guy that finished ninth here last year, three of his last, he's been tipped a lot over the last couple weeks. And he's been top 10, I think, in his last three events, ninth, 10th, and 6th coming in. <clears throat> so that makes uh, absolute sense. But, uh, in terms of Matt's futures, uh, toward the bottom of his card is where he and I actually matched up on these. But uh, I'll go ahead and uh, mention those actually right away here of what we matched on. I also played Daniel Berger at uh, I got him at thirty-five to one. Ooh, nice find there, Daniel Berger. Uh, you know, might be looking for some redemption from two weeks ago at the Honda Classic. Remember, he led by six mm -hmm. going in the 18th on Saturday, got a bogey. And then all of a sudden it went sideways for him in a hurry on Sunday. Tough conditions, finished uh, fourth overall in a tournament you would have thought he should have won. But the ball striking's in good shape. Fourth on the season for driving accuracy. Third on strokes gained approach. Two top 10 finishes here at Sawgrass 2016 and 2021. Pretty solid history on Pete Dye designs. Uh, two top fives at River Highlands and a third at the RBC Heritage. So I did land on Daniel Berger with Matt. I also landed, uh, this is going to be maybe a community play here. Ryan Burr on him. Matt Eumann's on him. Wes Reynolds on him. Brooks Gepka. And I just, when, when he got over, above 40 to 1, and I even missed like the close to 50 on him early in the week, that just makes it an attractive price. And and Ryan Burr is right, the narrative that he's not playing well. He was T-third or T-third at the uh, Waste Management Phoenix Open in defense of his title. 16th at the Honda shot 69 on Sunday in what were the toughest conditions of the week. One of the things people aren't addressing with Brooks Kepka is the fact that he's playing with new sticks this season. Mm -hmm. He's got a new equipment deal with Strixon. So whatever you change club manufacturers or something like that, 
It takes time to get accustomed to those changes. Joint course record holder here at Sawgrass with the 63 in the 2018 event. Hideki Matsuyama, the other guy with the 63. He shot that back in 2020 after the first round before, of course, COVID-19 uh, ran rampant throughout the world and everything was canceled. So I did also play Brooks Kepka. I also played Shane Lowry, uh, who Matt played 50-1. to one. Like Berger, best ever players finished last year with an eighth. He's also a guy that had a chance to win the Honda Classic a couple weeks ago. And right when he was on the 72nd hole, when he was on the 18th tee, it absolutely started to pour down <laughs> yes. there in Palm Beach at, at PGA National. And this is a guy that's really good in the rain and windy conditions. But when it happens, like, right then, it's like you've got to adjust at a split second. But if the weather plays a factor over the weekend, and I think it will, Lowry is one of the best in the world. Remember the 2019 Open Championship at Royal Port Rush where he won the Claret Jug? And it looked like a monsoon over there. Wendy, him and Tommy Fleetwood in that final group. So uh, those are three that I did match with Matt Humans on. And do you have any more? I do. Uh, Ryan Burr mentioned it earlier. John Rahm, 14 to 1 oh, is where I got him. took a little him. piece of John and, and I usually don't take the, you know, I wouldn't call it. He's not the odds on favorite, but he is the favorite on the board. Best approach numbers last week at Bay Hill since he uh, played the Northern Trust last August. The putter really let him down from uh, contention. He gained 11.4 strokes with his ball striking last week. Wow. I mean, he was, you know, top in the field from strokes gained off the tee, top in terms of strokes gained approach. That's what he's been over the last 24 rounds. So he was the 54-hole leader here three years ago in T9 yep. last year. He's won a couple times on Pete Dye Designs, PGA West, also TPC Louisiana and that Zurich yep. Classic of New Orleans. So John Rahm at 14-1 to 1 of the Chalky guys, I think he's in best position to do something and do some damage this week. A uh, couple others I played, Sunjay M, 50-1. to 1. Good success in the Sunshine State uh, at the 2020 Honda Classic with the victory top fours at the API, the Arnold Palmer Invitational, and the Valspar Championship. One victory on the season that was back at the Shriners out here in Vegas last October. Three other top tens. Only finished T20 last week at Bay Hill, but was four for strokes gained putting. Putting's going to be interesting this week because I have heard different reports, Brady, in terms of the greens, because these were always overseed. Ever since this move to May, mm -hmm. the, the, or to March, rather, this was overseed Bermuda. And I've been hearing some people out there saying there's a lot more POA in these greens. It's a lot more almost like pure POA, which mm. is so rare in the state of Florida totally, totally. because of the overseed that a lot of the bent grass, the velvet bent grass has been taken out. So I'm going to be interesting. We're hearing uh, conflicting reports on the on the greens. Well, this POA week. is a turf species. It's really a lot of people just say it's a weed. It's not even a type of grass. Right. And, and it is very aggressive and obtrusive. So it's possible that it could be just taking over the bent grass yeah. and also the Bermuda. Uh, we see it often here at golf courses in Las Vegas where you have a bent grass surface and it just gets overwhelmed by the Poe. Yeah, yeah, and that might be what we have here at TPC Sawgrass this week. Uh, the two long shots I've got to finish out the card, Gary Woodland, 80-1, to one, mm -hmm. almost won at Bay Hill last week. Yep. And had, when you he and I were talking about him. He's he, starting to come around. Well, when he eagled 16, it was like, I think this guy's going to win. Then he double bogey 17, fall into an eventual T5. Fifth and actually each of the last two weeks uh he's gained with the putter now in four straight events including mm. 6.3 last That's week in like orlando yeah so the putter is really picking up now this is a guy on course form you look at him you'd be like yeah and you ignore him he's missed six of his last eight cuts here but 
I think Woodland, like you said, he was coming along. He's now injury-free, too. He's battled injuries over the last couple of years, and that's why you've seen some really erratic results out of this player. But playing his best golf in about two and a half years, so I was willing to chance him at 80-1. to one. And then uh, one that Ryan Burr mentioned, perhaps for a top 20, and I'm going to take a shot on him with an outright as well. Alex Norin, 100-1, to one, uh, finished in the top six of actually two of his last three events, T6 in Phoenix, T5 at the Honda Classic. If uh, you recall, at the Honda Classic, gained 5.4 strokes on approach two weeks ago at PGA National. He has improved with his irons every start thus far in 22-22. And that's kind of maybe a little bit of the weak point of Alex Noren's game sometime, or the approaches and hitting the greens and regulation. You know he's a good scrambler. You know he's got a very good short game, not only putting, but chipping. Strokes gained around the green, usually at the top of the heap there. But this is a guy also, Brady, that plays well on tough courses and in tough conditions. He's got a couple wins on the DP World Tour where they were single digits under par. Le Golf National mm -hmm. for the uh, Open de France and also uh, at Celtic Manor. Those are two tough courses where the conditions can absolutely wreak havoc. So this is a guy, I think, if you get a little carnage on the weekend and he just kind of hangs in there, takes advantage of the early scoring opportunities that Ryan Burr talked about on Thursday, this might be a guy that's going to be up there on Sunday. All right, very good, and I will get to my plays here. I line up with you and Matt Humans as well on Daniel Berger. I'm on him at 30-1. to 1. He has the best numbers on my stats this week, comes off of that near miss at the Honda two weeks ago, and I'm betting on him to continue his hot play and bounce back from that. Very solid history at the correlated courses, plus you mentioned it, Wes, a couple of previous top ten finishes here at the players, and this is a guy whose odds have nearly doubled from what they were at the Honda Classic. I thought 30 to 1 was a very good price on one of the best players in the world, and he really just seems to fit this Florida swing, does Daniel Berger. Uh, speaking of fitting the Florida swing, nobody hotter in the world right now than Billy Horschel. Mm -hmm. I landed on him at 50 to 1. I couldn't believe this. He's now ranked 15th in the world. Yeah. Can you believe that? Billy Horschel, he's always kind of been around maybe the 50th or 60th best player. Yeah. All of a sudden, this guy's in the top I 20. I am worried, though, about him. Not that he's not going to play well, the fact that I'm not on him, because I've been on him the last couple weeks, and now it's like, am I jumping off the ship too early? And that's what you're always worried about. I absolutely think Billy Horschel could play well here. I didn't, didn't make my final card. That doesn't mean he won't make my in-play card, though. His last four starts, he's been 11th, 6th, 16th, and 2nd. Has an excellent history at the correlated courses. Really good at the Wyndham. He's also very good at East Lake in Atlanta, where he's won before. And I didn't use that as far as one of the courses I emphasized as far as uh, comp courses. But you can look it up. It is a very strong comp course, is East Lake in Atlanta. And he's inside the top 40 on tour in strokes gain, tee to green, scrambling, and par 4 scoring. Went with a former winner here, Siwoo Kim at 70 to 1. He's really a Pete Dye specialist. Yes. And other than Webb Simpson, he's probably the very best player at the Wyndham Championship as well. Uh, 56th on tour, tee to green, 49th in scrambling. Took 11th earlier this year at the American Express, which of course features a Dye design, the stadium course there, uh, PGA West. And Chris Kirk made my card. He's like Billy Horschel, mm -hmm. been another absolutely on fire player. Got him at 90 to 1. 
14th, 7th, and 5th in his last three starts. Uh, finished as high as 7th here at the Players in the past. Also has an 11th at the Wyndham. 12th on tour in Tita Green. 58th on approach. 33rd in scrambling. And 37th in par 4 That scoring. was another guy I looked at. Of course, I was on him last week. He was part of my cavalcade of players that mm-hmm. were in the top 5 last week that didn't get an outright. But certainly, if you played top 5s, top 10s, you did very well with those guys. And Kirk and Horschel, two guys you're on. I'm worried I'm jumping off these guys too early, so I will definitely be keeping an eye on them for in-play opportunities. Yeah, well, hopefully the hot play continues for those two gentlemen. Uh, a couple of long bombs here. Brian Harmon at 125 to 1. He's got a third and two eighth-place finishes here at Sawgrass, a top 10 at the Wyndham, and mm-hmm. four top 10s at the Travelers. Tremendous yeah. short yeah. game. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say about Brian Harmon, a uh, very good history on Pete Dye. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to use those Pete Dye links this week. Uh, and I think he's certainly a guy that fits. And plus, uh, Brady, you know, we know Brian Harmon is not a very long hitter, but you don't really have to be a long hitter. I mean, if you look at some of the guys that have won this event, Tim Clark, mm-hmm. uh, Fred Funk, KJ Choi. These are not necessarily big hitters. And then you will get some big hitters like Jason Day, like Rory McElroy, Webb Simpson, another guy. It's not a very big hitter that won here back in 2018. So there's a, a lot of ways to skin this cat, as they say at TPC Song. Yeah, and, and no doubt about it. That's what makes the handicap difficult, too, because just about anybody can win. But uh, for Brian Harmon, I mentioned the tremendous short game, very accurate off the tee. He was also third back at the American Express in January. Tom Hoagie at 150 to 1. We'll see if we can bite into that Hoagie sandwich again like we did at Pebble Beach, West. And his odds more than double here versus what they were at Pebble. He's 20th on tour in strokes gained tee to green, 5th in strokes gained approach, 6th in scrambling, and 37th in par 4 scoring. Consistent top 25, top 35-ish finishes in all the comp courses. So he seems to match up well, and I think he's really maturing as a player and obviously getting his first PGA Tour win at Pebble Beach earlier this season doesn't hurt. And then finally, my longest bomb at 225 to 1, the Canadian Adam Hadwin. He has really become a specialist at the American Express, which again has a Pete Dye course in the rotation. That's played two out of the four rounds there at the stadium course. 48th on tour, Tita Green, 36th on approach, 22nd in scrambling, 47th in par four scoring. And like Hoagie, also very solid, consistent results at the correlated courses. Really accurate driver over the golf ball. Hits a ton of greens. Excellent out of the sand as well. And he, too, carries a great short game. Uh, Wes, before we get out of here, did you play any head-to-head matchups this week? Yeah, just three. I did uh, go against Scotty Scheffler, not with Matt Fitzpatrick that Matt used. I used Patrick Cantlay, minus 110. I know Patrick Cantlay not really a great Florida player, but a guy that's been putting together results at least pretty much everywhere he's played, so I thought that was a fair price. Adam Scott, even money over Terrell Hatton, who really putted lights out last week at Bay Hill. We'll see if he can do it two weeks in a row. And then Sunjay M, minus 125 over Cameron Smith. All right, I have three head-to-heads. I took Billy Horschel at minus 130 over Jordan Spieth. I took Siwoo Kim at minus 120 over your guy, Alex Noren. That ought to be a nail-biter right there between those those two guys and then finally Tom Hoagie at minus 110 over Bubba Watson that is going to do it for this edition of long shots enjoy the players championship everybody you know these players are going to hit some long shots hopefully we do too